Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We continue where we are learning the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. The Shir Ilushchus Shilfur Shalema for Hinda Vastabarachal. We are learning <clears throat> the Holy Letter number 12 that the act of charity brings peace in the world and that the inner dimension, the service, when that act is infused with a service and enthusiasm and intelligence and emotions and full energy of a person is pushing himself, when the act of charity is fulfilled and filled up with an entire meditative and emotive state, then that unleashes and draws down and reveals a deeper peace, which is known as a tranquility and a harmony that's never-ending and everlasting. And we've gone on a fascinating journey deep into the essence of Hasidic philosophy to understand this in its entirety, to fully appreciate these two modes of consciousness. And we are nearing the end of the letter where we have explored and journeyed and all deep into the depths of the revelations, the revolutions that the Holy Balatanya shares in this letter, which make it palpable, allow a person to touch these different types of modes in life where when we learn something for such a, a period of time, then the way we think becomes in these two modes. And we're trying very deeply to grasp the nucleus of what he's saying in this letter, which means the essence, the extract. What is the extract of what he's trying to say in this letter? And that's what we have spent a long time going deep into the different modes that there are in a man. Every single person, even before he starts to have unity with another person. That's it. The idea that a person is a partner with the creator of the world, the idea that a person was created in God's image, the idea that God himself is the creator of the world, this idea is one of the greatest paradoxes, one of the greatest contradictions, because God is one. And if God created all the Jewish people in his image, then that means that each and every one is one. Now, how do we resolve the paradox that God is one and each and every person is one. Automatically, when I wake up in the morning, 
I will have a problem with you. When I wake up in the morning, I will have a problem with the Creator. Because my oneness, by definition, means that I am the only one. So if I am the only one because I was made in God's image and God's form, then you cannot be the only one. And if I am the only one, then how can God be one? And the purpose of life is to develop this unity, to realize that at the core of who we are, there's real one. And we need to bring this oneness. We create the world through Torah mitzvahs. And we bring this oneness, this echot, the Shema Yisrael, the recognition that at the core of who I am, there is an energy that can unify all of existence, all of my organs, all of my intricacies, all of my complexities. At the core of who I am, if I push myself deep enough, I can unleash a never-ending, everlasting harmony that will unify all my organs. And the deepest moments in life Intimacy, the deepest moments of life, of radically transformed places of unity. The deepest moments in life that will live on forever, far beyond us, our children, what we impart in our children, are the deepest moments of unity. So it is moments of unity that fulfill and reveal and disclose to us and to the world the purpose of this world. It is the fragmentation that there is in this world, is the division, it is the separation, the separation of me and my siblings, the separation of me and my parents, the separation of me and the Creator, the separation of me and my friends, Separation with me and everybody around me that allows me to choose unity, that allows me to choose to be who I really am. It is the oppositional nature of your ego, of the ego of the world, of the idea of Helem, of Oilom Eloshin Helem, the, the mm-hmm. darkness, the idea of confusion. It is the confusion that allows me to choose. Every morning we go to sleep the night before, which brings a tremendous confusion about us. We're tired, and the more tired you get, the less it is to concentrate, the less your intelligence works, the less your emotions work, the less your physical activity works until you blend into a sleep. You blend into a state of nothingness. It blends into a, de- a state of complete darkness, oblivion which is the Indian of Erev, to go deep into sleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, is boiker. Boiker means clarity. And the whole idea is that every day we should be given brand new choice. Today is my only day I will ever be alive. Because there is no future, there is no tomorrow. But every day, what is the idea of a newness of a day? What does it mean? The newness of our day is to give a person the understanding of the newness of this moment. Every moment, really, is made up of Erev and Voiker. When you let go, when you breathe in, is the new day. When you breathe out, is you're letting go of that previous moment. For a moment, a brand new moment. And the whole of life is made up of night and day. When it's in breath, it's tiny. 
tiny little moments that are indescribable. We cannot hold on to them. When you talk about 12 hours or eight hours of sleep, eight hours of darkness, and eight hours and 10 hours or 12 hours of light, then you could start to touch it. But really it is, night and day is really what makes up a day. It's the letting go, the rejuvenation, and it is the brand newness. The whole idea of night and day is for a person to narrow down to his life till he lives that every moment is made up of death and life, night and day, to die to the previous moment and to live fully in this moment right now. And these are two modes of consciousness. To die to the previous moment entirely in a way of avoidance at tzedakah, really to see it as finished and then to Live so fully, so so <clears throat> with so much vitality, with so much meaning. Which means to live so fully, to slingshot so deeply into the moment right now that you must make a change for a person's future, that you must bring about such a profound unity in the world. And that is the fundamental difference between these two modes of consciousness. The deeper you go into the night, the more dark it is, the more empty the night is, the more vivid the night is, the more vivid the darkness, the more great the light is, the more amplified, the longer you don't have water, the more you identify with the void of water, the more you will quench your thirst. And it is this recognition that in life alone, the purpose of life is to be the creator of the world from within, which means that we create the unity. We were given, each and every one of us have a point, a part of God, which is the point of your life, Yisrael should be Meshamet, the deepest core of who you are. It's in your Rusa Deliba. It's the will of your heart. It's deep inside your heart, the core of who you are. And most of the time, we're living on the surface. We're living on the surface. We're living every day confused. And the idea is to push back against that confusion until we unleash the core of our soul. And we unleash it superficially first in our intelligence. And that starts a general Maisa Tzedakah. Then we start to do good deeds superficially, externally. Zivik Chitsoini. We try to make general unity in the world. We pray. We do good deeds. We do Torah Mitzvahs. But we do it superficially. We do it as if we have all the time in the world. But when we do good deeds as if we have all the time in the world, we're still changing the world superficially. We haven't radically internally transformed the world. We haven't radically internally shown that every single thing in the world, the core of it is really God. We haven't radically infused the world with an intelligence and an emotion of the quintessential essence of God. But superficially, we have made the world a container. We have made the world a place where, the, the, where God can dwell. 
by creating unity, by recognizing that God has decreed in the world. <clears throat> We've understood in general when we wake up in the morning and we say, Moidani Lefanecha, we have collectively and generally infused our whole entire day with the idea that God had compassion in us to give us another day. But if we are living zivig chitzoini, if we are in an external unity, then our general idea of our life is to be kind. Our general idea is to be partners with the God. And it is an external unity and it's a unity nonetheless. It's an unbelievable life. But to live your life that you're the only one in this world and the whole entire unity of the Messianic era, the whole entire unity of God in this world is all dependent on you means there's a tremendous energy in your life. There's a tremendous energy in your life where you see life and death before you all the time. What type of life and death? You see the whole purpose of life. Either it's going to be achieved, like the Rambam says in Ilchus Tshuva Paragimel. You see in the world, you're hearing the Shoifer, not only in Rosh Hashanah, where everybody wakes up to avoid this Hatzadok, everybody wakes up to what is the purpose of my life. All the year, you hear the Shoifer wake you up. Not only when you wake up in the morning and you say Moedahani, which is the Shoifer of the day. Not only during Kriyashma or Shmona Esrei which is the moment of your day that depending on how you said Moidani is depending on how your Shema and how your Shema Nasser will go. But to wake up and to see now I'm being tested by the creator of the world. Now I'm now it is up to me to be a partner with the divine. We are preparing for Shabbos. Whoever does the work of the six days of the week, which means to cultivate my prayer and to cultivate my learning so I could bring it into the marketplace, so I could live fully in my real, so I could always remember God, so I could sanctify his name, so I could make the money, so I could give it to charity, so I could live in a space where everybody's screaming that they are the owner of the world, but I could cultivate and push back and generate the core of my soul, which represents the creator of the world, and make it real. <clears throat> And all the times he Shabbos in front of my eyes. Today is the first day of Shabbos. The second day of Shabbos. To understand that all the six energies are for Shabbos, for Malchus. The whole idea is to bring God deep in the world. Where is God? Wherever you let him in. And to live like that in a way of avoider. To understand that it's all dependent on me. Where all the time I see the world as partially Metorious and partially, partially victorious and meritorious and partially squandering their energy. And it's all up to me. The whole entire world is dependent on what I do now, how I look at the poor man now, how I'm going to deal with my child now, how am I going to pray now. Where there's no room for superficiality, the superficial has to be infused with a tremendous emotional vitality, where tremendous presence, where what I do now is matters. And to see that avoidance at tzedakah, to see that idea of avoidance, of the inner service where the superficials are fused with the internal. And to see that my whole life up until now, the person gets complacent. They've lived a notorious life their whole life. How do they not get lethargic? They've done tremendous feat. 
A person has just done a tremendous spiritual thing. He's opened an organization. He's inspired people to do compassion. He's inspired people to learn. How does he not get comfortable, satisfied with his whole life full of good deeds? It says the Holy Rambam, if you take, you say, everything is chetzi chayev, chetzi zakai. Half and half. My whole life, the world, the whole world is on a scale. What I do now is going to tip that scale. Then you instantly put away everything of the past because the past doesn't matter. It's only this moment now. It's only never-ending and everlasting tranquility that I could generate now. And to be in that state every moment is the most magnified state a man can be in. And we have times in our life where for whatever reason, we have to be in a superficial state. We have times in our life where we can choose the internal, that the superficial marries the internal. There were holy tzaddiks, there were holy tzaddikim, great Kabbalists, great rebbes that lived their whole life with such an intensity and a vitality where every moment was the only moment they were alive, where they pushed at every moment. And when you touched such a tzaddik, when you got near him, when you looked into his eyes, your life was radically transformed forever because they were looking at you and infusing and imbuing you with the ultimate deepest depths of the core of the truth that you're the only one in the world and you can do it today and you have the potential to change the world. Imagine you come in front of the Lubavitcher Rebbe and he tells you you're the only one who's going to bring Mashiach. Now you have to stop imagining because that's what he told everybody. He really believed when he looked at you, whoever you are, as small as you were, as great as you are, he looked at you, he believed that you have the potential to change the world. And when he looked at you and with his those deep blue eyes, you instantly felt empowered to change the world. You felt empowered. You felt like it was your young kipper because you saw deep into the core of who you, your soul, deep beyond all the frustration and the confusion. Beyond all of the darkness and the blending and the static, you were able to see with absolute boycott, with absolute clarity. That the core of who you are is the core of who he is. And in that space, you can choose life. You can choose to imbue the world with real life, which real life is unity. There's no such a thing as me and you. There's no such a thing that I am one and my oneness should be a contradiction to your oneness. That is the radical harmony that God wanted to create in this world, where we create through 6,000 years of work, where we create through our 70, 80, 90, 120, 30 years of our life. We create a unity where my personality, my ego, my animal, and my soul can work hard, hand in hand. And it is this awesome Revelation, this disclosure to understand this. What am I looking for? What is the underlying lack of harmony in a person's life? The true harmony is this recognition of the unity. True harmony is this inner state where I can realize that I change the world around me, where I live with the fact that we are not separate. We are not different. And when I choose that, the longer and the more depth, the more external the more internal I imbue this externality, the superficial world with this unity, the more I realize that 
Not my job is the purpose and not the money is the purpose. And not even giving the money is the purpose, but it's actually to be in a state of compassion, which compassion means to unify the world with God. Compassion means to realize that we are all in need of the Chemla Rabba, of the compassion of God. We are all in need to generate the core of our souls. The ultimate compassion of God is to generate the core of our souls, not to live with our ego. And that's what he says, if you push yourselves in compassion, then the reward is that you drop your ego. Your reward is that your ego will serve you. You will not serve your ego. Your reward is that you will live with clarity. That is the never-ending, everlasting reward that you can live with. Either we can live with it superficially, which is a wonderful mode because God then is brought into the world, but still superficial. Or we can live with it deep from within where we bring God in, we bring our soul deep within our body, we bring our soul deep into the world, we, we raise our soul above, we imbue everything with our soul, which means our soul becomes the ikir, it becomes the purpose. Our soul is much more than our personality, our soul is invested, interactive, enclosed, transforms our personality. So then we bring God deep into this world, where the world is quintessentially, is un- mundanely, physically transformed. Which means the avoidance of which means there's an internal unity that's brought external. And that is going to be the revelation of the world. The world will be filled with the knowledge of God. Externally, it will be filled with an internal knowledge, with a deep, profound, blazing heart, with a tremendous clarity of intelligence of the Torah, of God's intelligence. The world will be filled with the knowledge of God. The Chachman Bina will become Deya, the Chachma of God's knowledge of the Torah. Torah Shabalpeh is Chachma. Torah Shabiksav is our work. What we've been developing from the first day. From the first, Torah Shabiksav, which is five books of Moses, that's God's Chachma. But what we've been doing, Torah Shabalpeh, from the first day. Moshe Kibal Torah me. Messina, Yeshua, Yeshua's Canaan's Canaan Lenevium, on and on and on. That is the bina of the six thousand years of creation of the world to internalize that intelligence, to make it real, to to really realize that the intelligence of God is really compassion, kosov rachmana. That we are the bina and we make the dust. And when Mashiach is going to come, it's going to be umalla oretz deyasasher. It's through the Zivit Pnimi and the Zivit Chutzoni, the inner unity and the outer unity, the external unity, the superficial unity, and the internal essential unity of uniting this world with God, uniting everything with the creator of the world. We generate deep within us, all of us, 15 million Jewish people, the deepest core identity of God. We're in that space, the Jewish people are the Bina. And God, and we develop the Torah, we learn it. We can't leave it for a moment, but we extrapolate it. We work on it and like a woman works with a child for nine months. God imbues that child, that intelligence in the Torah. Now, Matan Torah in the beginning of the world, the six days of creation, and the rest is up to us. We are the Bina. We work through that Kokhba and that interaction. That whenever we read the Torah, Hashem is reading across from us. Because Chachmah and Bina are interacting all the time. And we get to the core of what is Chachmah and what is Bina. At the core they are one. Wisdom. God's wisdom. And we are God's understanding. 
God cannot do the understanding. We do the understanding. And together knowledge is born. And it's to recognize that in the most internal level. If we do it, if we do it with internal unity, then there will be a day then there will be a recognition, a revelation of the true knowledge of God. Because the deeper we do our work, it is dependent on us, on our work, our external work, our mice, our activity, or bringing in my thought speech into my action, bringing in my intelligence and my heart and the core of my soul deep into my action. That every activity in my life should know that my activity, the purpose of life is that God should dwell within this activity. God should dwell within this external facet of my personality, facet of my ego, with this external, everything in this world, nothing is too insignificant because everything in this world, like everything in this world is for the covenant of Hashem, is to be a dwelling place of God. It doesn't matter how mundane, how material. That thing has to know, that thing has to know that at its core, it is a dwelling place for God. And when we live in that type of high vitality, in that high intensity, then we are making parents out of our children now. We are making our spouses the givers now. We are making everybody around us in a state where they're giving us far more than we're giving them. And in that place, there can be true unity, true harmony. Not just with this hierarchy, this heaven and earth. And heaven is giving to earth. But we heaven and earth become one. Nashka Arava Dadi. We are heaven and earth kiss. Where each one is kissing each other. The heaven becomes the earth because it's giving, to, it's getting far more than it's giving. And the earth becomes the heaven because it's giving the ability for it to give and it's getting and it's acknowledging. And in that space, soul and body become one. In that space, giver and receiver become one in an internal unity, not just externally. There's true mirage, there's a true marriage, there's a true intertwinement and a weavement, a true mosaic is built. Like he says in this letter, a tferes, something beautiful. When you harmonize these energies, how can you harmonize the energies? By going deep into my core, by revealing the core of God, that in God there's no contradiction. I am one and you are one and we both bring out the true oneness. If we go deep inside into ourselves, and that is the deepest core of what he's trying to say in this letter. There is two modes of consciousness to be aware of, to understand. And that's the secret of our life. It's just like a child who's born. The cultivation of those nine months, it's unimaginable what type of life is going to be created in the future. It's unimaginable for that child. It's unimaginable for the mother. It's unimaginable what's going on in the womb, the nine months. It's unimaginable. And we say that the neshama is learning tighter than nine months, but it's incomparable to the life afterwards. And the same exact thing is us, 6,000 years in Gullus. It's incomparable. The revelation of God that we are bringing into this world for 6,000 years, the Mesidus Nefesh, collectively, panoramically, what the Jewish people have done, just like they couldn't imagine the revelation of Kriyas Yamsa. They thought that when they watched all the firstborns of the Mitzrim die, the Egyptians, they thought when they watched them die, they thought that that was already freedom. When they watched the currency and the country that they worshipped, that they lived in for 200 and something years, when they watched that crumble, they thought that means freedom. But in this week's Pasha, they discovered Kriyas Yamsov, 
They discover the splitting of all the seas, the splitting of the heavens, the splitting of the throne, the splitting of everything until they see that God is the energy of the world, until they see that it's not even dry land and it's not the water and it's not the heavens and it's not even the multiverse, but they see the energy of the world. This is God, undescribable, where they see the most miraculous, the most amazing feats in front of their eyes. They say, only we can say, this is God. This is beyond our comprehension, beyond our recognition. And then they go deeper into Matan Torah. We're in the desert alone. In the Diabasha alone, in the deepest, driest places, the whole world screams out that it's God. That they, that they expire, their souls go back to a place. And that is just a roadmap to teach the people for 6,000 years what you're going to do. You just get a glimpse for a second about the true nature of the world and then to make that real ourselves for 6,000 years and then to understand that if they had such a magical reality which miracles upon miracles drinking and watching the trees grow out of the water and having an experience that's as most magical and fantastical as can be even on a physical level can you imagine the revelation of the messianic era the revelation of a building that's 1.5 billion square feet the size of Yerushalayim where all the Beis HaMikdashes, all the Beis HaKnesses, all the shuls from all over the world will be a part of that Beis HaMikdash, will surround the Beis HaMikdash, will be a part of it, the walls of the Beis HaMikdash, to understand that all the Jewish people who wake up with Chiyas HaMesim, the waking up of the dead, all the Jewish people that ever lived, will be able to fit into that building to understand the mirage, the miracle of physical and spiritual intertwining into a new identity, into new fantastical reality. Something that's unimaginable, undefinable. And it's all a product of our work of the 6,000 years in Gullis. It's all a product of bringing God deep into the world, living day after day with tremendous surrender of the soul. Tremendous, yes, failures, but also bringing the failures, redeeming the failures because showing the core identity of who we are, that we are a unified nation. At the core, we love each other. Yes, we are in Golas because of the Sinas Chino, but that's external. But even on a unified level, we live in, in unity and inter- externally. When we do tzedakah, we are metaka the Sinas Chino, but how much more when we bring the internal, the zivik pnimi, the inner unity, where I am only here for you. And I don't want to amplify myself. And I need compassion from God. And I want to reveal the unity, the oneness of me and the oneness of you. And then there will be a molar that stays Hashem Kemayim Lemechas. And then Bina, which is the Jewish people, has create, has become Chachma. And at that place, there's become knowledge. We become, we know, we, the world will be filled with the knowledge of God. Not the Chachma of God. Not the Bina of God. But we have become the knowledge because knowledge is a birth. It's a unity of Man and woman, it's a unity of the masculine element of Chachman, the feminine element of Bina, which is the Jewish people, and the unity, the new knowledge that will be created, the Torah the new Torah, the new heavens and the new earths, the new refined reality, the world that's about to be ushered in, something that's unimaginable, undefinable. And to live with that today, to recognize that we're doing it today, to recognize we are the creators, we are the cooks of that future, we are the ones who are bringing that in, we are making that happen. We have the pregnant potential deep within us. Each and every Jewish person deep within the womb has the creative power. Whether you're a man or a woman, deep within the belly of the Jewish nation, we have the deepest core of who we are. 
which is the the creative power to redefine, reimagine, and reinfuse this world with a vitality of God, with an energy. It's far beyond anything that we can imagine that unifies our whole existence, creates a harmony and a never-ending, everlasting unity and tranquility. And this is the purpose of life, to be able to choose that now, every moment, every day, to wake up with a confusion, but to imbue our life, to unify all the moments of the day with the Moidani, or you unify all the moments with the Kriyashma, and then to actually live that as much as possible awake, awake to my purpose, awake to my fulfillment, so I can have true satisfaction, because the inner life, the inner unity, unleashes a never-ending, everlasting tranquility. And what's that tranquility? That is the essence of God, where God wants to dwell internally, not only externally in you, where you feel that God and you are inseparable. And in that space, your ego worships you. Your ego serves you. It serves to bring out this unity. So there's no contradiction between you and the ego. The ego becomes the container, becomes the vessel, becomes the expression of God's unity because ego and soul have made peace. And you and everyone around you have made peace. But for that, you have to go deep within. You have to go to the the core of who you are in order to evoke the core of God to dwell within this world. And that is something that's never ending and everlasting. And that is something that we have to generate now.